and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. This is your host, Mr. T. In this episode, in this segment, we'd like to talk about some games from an OT perspective, especially ones that I've used in the past, and especially ones that I recommend to use in general for kids and for students, especially when working on fine motor abilities or when trying to help with fine motor difficulties. So one that I use a lot, the first one, there's a couple of them, and we might break this up into two segments or more, or revisit it in the future as well. The first one I love to use is Hangman. Hangman is a great game in general, and I used to play it a lot when I was a kid. But if you think about the different elements involved, Hangman is very good because it involves a lot of writing. I could use it on a dry erase board with a dry erase marker or a dry erase crayon. A lot of times we'll just use it on a paper with pencil or pen or crayon as well but it allows the kid to be involved with the game while not realizing that they're writing and working on writing as well. So I, I set up the board with the trash can, I call it the garbage can for the letters that they use, and we set up the little hanger where you set up the body with, and then I give them a category, of course, and then the clue letters, and they have to guess the letters to guess the word, and then if they get it right, they get a point, and if I get it right and we take turns, then I get a point and it involves writing. So all the games I like to play, I like to involve writing elements to them as well, especially besides for the fine motor aspect, it's good for writing development, which is a lot of goals for a lot of the kids that I have. There's another game that I do, which I call Guess the Letter. It's like a spin-off of Wheel of Fortune, and it's uh, able to be done with a writing element as well. So you could set up the board a similar way to Hangman, you can make it in a circle, you can make it in a square, and then you can make a, a little bit of a spinner, which is uh, basically a circle, and I, I copied the Wheel of Fortune wheel from a picture, basically giving 100 to 200 all the way to 900 or 1,000. You could put a bankrupt in there as well, a lose a turn or gain a turn. And then you could use either like a long popsicle stick or you could use a long uh, stick like the ones you put in a pie to check that they're ready. And then you put this paper wheel on it, and it could literally be turned with one hand while being held with the other, so it looks like a spinner wheel. And then you could use a paper clip or something that you're holding while the kid spins it, or he holds it while you spin it, and then you could figure out how to get money or points per turn. And then every time he guesses a letter, if it's correct, he gets the money, and if it's two letters, he gets twice as much money, and so forth and so on. And if he doesn't get it, then he doesn't get the money, and you could take turns. And kids really like this because it's it gives them an element that they're competing against you and they don't realize that again they're writing and they're working on these fine motor tools and you can have them build and craft the wheel and build and craft the elements of the game with you which leads up to the game so as we mentioned before to make the item and then to be able to use the item is very good for kids it's good feedback and it gives them a good feeling that they're able to be involved in such things I've also made a Jeopardy board with kids and we figure out different categories in order to do so sometimes it's toys or TV or movies or TV shows or the like or characters they may like and then either we'll do actual dollar amounts and then I'll give them clues and they'll give me clues and that's good for turn taking as well or it'll just be one two three four five and we'll try to guess all the numbers and go through it and these are really good especially because the sessions I have during the day at least not at night during the day it's usually around 30 minutes so these are good ideas in order to fill up those minutes as well as working on the goals that they have Another game we really like to use is the Bananagrams game. So that that is easily purchasable anywhere, especially Amazon. It's a if you've never heard of Bananagrams, it's a game in the shape of a banana and inside are letter tiles, similar to Scrabble tiles but a different texture. It's like smooth, kind of like Rummy Cup tiles but smaller and little little squares. And each tile is a different letter. I think there's a hundred tiles, all of the different letters of the alphabet. And the Bananagrams game itself 
is that um, you get, depending on the sheet, depending on the, the opinion you go by of how to play the game, you could get 11 letters or 21 letters, and you each take the amount of letters, and you have to make your own little crossword jigsaw kind of a puzzle out of the letters making different words. And with kids, I usually tell them that I only accept words that are three or more, and if they're much littler than two or more, and each word that they get, I usually say is a point value. So I'll only accept three letters to have a point or more. So three letters will be one point, four letters is two points, five letters is three points, and so on and so forth. A nine-letter word, if they ever possibly can get that, would be seven points, for example. And they have to write the word after making the word with the tiles. And then they have to write the point value of the word next to the word. And then they add up the points at the end. So they have the first immediate feedback of the tiles itself, which is really good for the fine motor on the tripod. And then once they do that, then they write down the word, which is double feedback with the, with the pencil. And they write down the point value, which is basically a third feedback in order to do that. You could also play a game called Anagrams with, uh, with the same letter tiles in the Bananagrams game. And that's basically making a huge circle of letters all around with a nice little space in the middle, like a donut, where there's a hole in the middle. And each person takes a turn overturning the letter to make letters. And then you have to be fast enough to think of words out of the letters. And you guys can steal each other's words if you change the, the name of the word. So, for example, if, um, if someone gets the word Graham... And then they, they change it to, uh, to uh, something else that would change the definition of the word by adding the letter, then the person could steal that word. And again, they have to write down the word that they get, and um, that gives double feedback twice as much within one game. A lot of times I'll also play cards with kids. Kids love cards. So we have three main games that I use with them. The first one is War. And be careful with this game, because I have a student now who's like a fifth grader, and she loves to cheat at this game. So she'll always look for the card that'll help her win that match, which is really not the right rule. That's against the rules, obviously. But for me, as long as she's playing the game and we get some writing element, I'll, I'll let it slide. And of course, they could keep track of, of the game. Each time somebody wins a round in war, they have to write down the point value. Who gets the point? Does Mr. T get the point, or does the student get the point? And that's good for, again, writing. And that's for war. And then there's Go Fish, where they have to get matches, and they write down the points of how many matches they get. And then there's Memory Match, which is really my favorite game with cards. You set up the board, and it's basically a memory game, and you have to find two of a match. So I'll set up a couple of rows of maybe five cards and four rows, or, or four columns with five cards, in order that they have to figure out. And I give them a minute to look at the cards and remember. And then when they turn it over, they keep track of the points as well. Other great games are, are many games that we grew up with. Many board games are very good. They involve the fine motor elements and involve a lot of manipulating little, little pieces and, and having the ability to sequence and follow directions and to follow the actual game and the rules and the directions. The game is not always so simple for kids. A great one is Boggle. That's a big writing element one where they have a, a set of boards and they, they shake up the board with all the, the letters ready and then you can make as many words as possible within about a, time, a three minute time frame I can use my watch as a timer or the timer they give you and you have to try to make and write down as many words as possible so that's right in line with writing Trouble is a good one also very little pieces to manipulate and move around the board and the actual piece that has to be clicked in or pushed in for the dice to move is very hard for kids it builds a lot of muscle in the fingers and in the wrist and that's a good one for them to work in as well Jenga is great for building. That has to be built, you know, three tiles at a time, building up and up and up, and it's a big tower, and they have to take patience, and they have to use a nice pincer or tripod grasp to get out the piece without 
troubling down the whole board without making the whole board go down. And they have to take turns. They could, all of these games, they could always write down who's playing. They could always write down whose turn it was. They could always write down who won the game. Mastermind has tiny little pieces, and that's that I would recommend for like middle school and high school kids. That's a pretty hard game. They have to try to figure out the the match that the that the master is doing, and the one that's guessing has to figure out the exact color sequence. And there are tiny little pins that go on each one, so that gets a really good grasp to work on. And the pieces themselves are really actually very small. So those also can be worked on as well. And that's a great game. And then there's Connect 4 and Shoots and Ladders. Connect 4 is really nice in order to figure out the patterns. And those pieces are good. You can have the kid help set you up the board with you. You can have the kid put in the pieces and take turns with the pieces. Of course, keep track of the score as well. And the last one we'll mention in this segment is uh, Shoots and Ladders. It's a nice game as well that they have to follow the sequence and the directions of the board. And in doing so, they can have a great time with these games. And I didn't realize that they're working on these different skills. Join us next time as we revisit games. And this has been OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to email us at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com.